Damo, do you want the first and only certified organic bone broth in Australia? Do you want a broth with no hidden thickeners, yeast, extract, salt or flavour enhancers? MP, I want a broth made by hand from start to finish with nothing but love and positive vibes. Well, that's why you're left with only one broth, Damo, and that is Broth of Life. Ho, ho, ho. Choose from dehydrated bone broth in chicken, beef and lamb. You'll also find FODMAP-friendly stock. That's FODMAP-friendly stock, veggie stock and chicken salt, all available at brotheoflife.com.au. And a special for Wellness Couch listeners. Enter the code WELLNESSCOUCH2016 at the checkout before November 30 for 10% off your order. So awesome. The code again is WELLNESSCOUCH2016, only at brotheoflife.com.au. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I'm Lawrence Tam. I'm Damien Kristoff. And I'm Brett Hill. And this is The Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness to our lives. I'm glad that all three of us are back. What a big week at uh, Palm Cove. And last week, and we did a great first Facebook Live um, podcast recording that went out a couple of days before the actual uh, episode. I had so much fun. It was and good, someone actually it? said that, Jamie. It was fantastic. Brett, we missed you, man. And uh, I you were there. You were there. Home, You're watching. Home, just waiting for the call. Just You're waiting <laughs> to be called. <laughs> You're watching. I can see you watching the Facebook Live coming up. <laughs> I thought, ah, oh, poor Brett. Eh? Then it was there was crickets. Nothing, nothing from from Brett. Do you want to make any comments? <laughs> yeah, no, no. I was just crying in the corner because I didn't get included. <laughs> Did you rock and cry at the same time? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, sorry, hard. buddy. Sorry You're about that, Brett. It's fine. Yeah. Well, it's fine. You know. We're back, and so it's great to have all three of us back on. But you know, more importantly, today I am so excited about this. Uh, Damon's been uh, talking about this special guest that we have on today, and the story is absolutely powerful. So I can't wait to get to this interview. Damon, let's let you introduce her, uh, this beautiful lady uh, that's on our podcast today, because uh, I think well, you're you're the first person who actually introduced her to us. Okay, that's a good reason. That's a good reason, LT. I um I bumped into uh, the beautiful Amanda Campbell with um. Amanda at from Wellenew and we were doing we were both presenting one morning for breakfast and I was touched I was moved by Amanda's story and and she speaks so beautifully she's got a great message and she's got a couple of different websites you know she's a kinesiologist and has a, a bend like bamboo studio uh, yoga studio and kinesiology studio and she's got a, a great food delivery business which you might have seen a couple of weeks ago I posted up I ordered some food from there and we as a family absolutely loved it so I thought what a great thing to do, but to get Amanda on the t- on the show today to talk about her journey. So I'd love to welcome Amanda Campbell to the Wellness Guy Show. Amanda, welcome to our show. Hey guys, thank you so much for having me. Hi Damien. Hi Brett. Hi Lawrence. Hi Amanda. Hey Amanda. Hey Hi. you. You've got a very unique story. It's an incredible story. Um, tell us how did you uh, get to where you are now, and tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, well, rewinding back, it all um, it all started when I was twenty four years old. I'm now thirty. Um, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis when I was 24 years old um, and so that was pretty pretty tough to take. I'm actually a twin sister. My twin sister's got Crohn's disease. She was quite sick when we were younger um, and then she recovered and I decided I wanted to get sick so well, I didn't really decide that but that's sort of what happened. Um, so I, when I was diagnosed when I was 24 years old, I had, you know, 
long periods of time um, between symptoms. So I, I essentially lived in denial with what was actually going on and didn't quite understand. But I, what I know now, looking back, is I started to create beliefs um, that I wasn't going to be okay, um, you know, and I disconnected more and more from my body after my diagnosis because it was such a shock. I've always been you know, a healthy and driven and happy young girl just wanting to be successful and get out there in life. Um, and when I was diagnosed with MS, it was a, it was a huge shock. Um, and then five years later, after um, not really looking after myself, you know, I went out later and I worked harder and just really anything to um, was a mirror image of how I was actually feeling about the diagnosis. And so in 2009, when I was 29 years old, I had a massive attack that paralyzed the entire left-hand side of my body. So my face dropped, my arm twisted, it looked like a stroke, and, you know, washing and feeding myself became the most difficult tasks of my day. So I was um, sent to hospital when, you, when, you're, when you've got an attack, when you're having a relapse, it's essentially a lesion either in the brain or the spinal cord that becomes inflamed and the electrical impulses that fire through that part whatever that serves to function will um, stop working. <laughs> and um, so for me, it was one lesion that paralysed the entire left-hand side of my body. So I went into hospital and steroids uh, reduced that inflammation. And after three days of steroids, they extended that to five days, but I still could not move. And so then I was, um, I was faced with never walking again and never recovering and they couldn't guarantee that I would recover. So I moved to rehabilitation um, at Epworth Hospital in Richmond and they have a wonderful rehabilitation centre um, and I would live there for two months. So um, that was probably the darkest, most black hole time of my life, um, facing, you know, the idea of never walking again. But what I know now is, you know, as if we would light a candle in, a, in the middle of a well-lit room, you wouldn't so much notice the light of the candle. But when everything becomes dark, you know, that's a time when you find your light and what you're truly capable of and what your personal power. So um, with, a, with a wonderful team of doctors, uh, a very special neurophysiotherapist and lots of physios and a kinesiologist that came and worked on me every few days, um, after they sat me down and said, we, you know, there's no guarantee you'll ever walk again. Uh, I, I walked and I ran again within six weeks of that prognosis. Mm -hmm. So that was what, what, what they call a rapid recovery. Um, so after living in rehab for two months, I was finally mobile again and I came home finally. And I was so wrapped to be mobile again. But I still had to lie down half the day. I still had multiple MS symptoms that were quite debilitating. But most importantly, I, I didn't have my mind back. I didn't have that spark anymore. I'd lost so much confidence. So this prompted me um, to, um, to go and research and study. First of all, I wanted to understand how I walked again when I wasn't supposed to. Um, so I, became, I, I studied sports kinesiology and, you know, that beautiful language of anatomy and physiology and Chinese medicine. Um, and that's when um, the, the world of nutrition opened up for me. Um, and, and then I came across Dr. Terry Walls, who is a neurologist in the States, and she has progressive MS. When you have progressive MS, the disease accelerates and it's unexplainable. They don't understand why. And, you, and most people do end up being bedridden or, or permanently disabled or even dead. So 
um, she was already in a tilt recline wheelchair for a couple of years. And so being a neurologist, she hit the books and she came across a study of the mitochondria in cells that was, we know are in charge of our biochemical processes and they convert food into energy. So a very essential part of the cells. And she found a study of mice where um, they nourished the mitochondria in the mice using particular supplements. And so she applied this study to herself and she went from rapid decline to a plateau. So she wasn't getting any worse, but she wasn't getting any better. And so she thought, okay, what if I got um, nourished the mitochondria in my cells um, using real whole foods rather than supplements? So then she designed what is now called the Walls Protocol, and she's got a very famous TEDx talk. It's amazing. Um, and so it was really about what to up rather than just what to eliminate. So green leafy vegetables, eating the colours of the rainbow, you know, ethically sourced protein, really nutrient-dense food, you know, good, um, good fat, understanding where our food is coming from, um, organic food as well. And so she applied this way of eating. And I believe within three months she could sit up and then within six months she could um, do the rounds to see her patients using a cane instead of being in a wheelchair. And within nine months she was preparing to, to ride, bike ride a marathon with her family. So I said, I want what she's having. So I started to study all of her stuff and immersed myself in rapid recovery and all the different stories I could find and documentaries about what happens when people do look after themselves. They might eat well and go to the gym, but they become really sick. Why? And flip it around. What happens when the outlook's not good, but you do recover? Why? So all of my research and, and um, focus was, was on that whilst I was also studying sports kinesiology. So I too began to eat this way and I had to shop and shop and prepare all of my meals, quite time-consuming but highly worth it. Um, so I too started to run every morning. Um, my MS symptoms slowly started to disappear and some that was alone life-changing for me. And I got my mind back, which allowed me to study. Oh, my gosh, it was just so massive going back to school and studying but it was the best thing that ever happened to me and then slowly um I, I called my clinic Ben like bamboo because to bend with all the change that is inevitable in life is um uh, is to omit suffering because when we stop what is the inevitable and for me that was paralysis I learned that the hard way if you stop pushing it away um the suffering stops and you know I believe in transformation and everything's malleable so um, I started to see clients and I was um, educating about them about how I did it and all my research, you know, kinesiology addresses the body as a whole. So we stress the body structurally, biochemically, emotionally and electromagnetically, but we don't do things in isolation. We look at the body as a whole. Um, and so I was seeing um, patients, but then the wonderful Pete Evans shared my page and it just exploded. And from then on, and that was a couple of years ago now, from then on I've always been booked out for six months in advance and people started flying all over the world to see me. It was incredible. So I saw everything. I saw um, autoimmune disease, MS, of course, and, and every single physical, emotional and structural disease you can think of. And, you know, it made me the practitioner I am today, but it was a new career. So you can imagine how overwhelming it was. Um, but every day I was seeing time for professionals, singles, couples, new, new mums and dads and, you know, peeping li people living with a disability that just essentially couldn't prepare the meals because, um, you know, you need to eat better to feel better. And um, one thing led to another and my partner, Scott Julian, is in the tech startup space and he was um, judging 
he was judging a startup with um, one of the co-founders of Vinamofo. And um, Vinamofo wanted to invest in food. Um, next, they're a wine online wine company, and they they went from zero to four years um, from being in a garage to being a very successful business. They've kicked some huge goals, and um, I think they have three hundred thousand customers now everywhere. And so we had a meeting. They heard about my story and what I was wanting to achieve. And they were so moved by it that they decided to invest in an idea and it was just an idea, a concept, not a business generating revenue yet at all. But with the team that we we had with the tech team, um, Scott's business experience in the startup field and my enormous why behind what I was trying to achieve, uh, we turned what Nourish turned one um, on, on the 1st of May and uh, we're pretty proud of what we're achieving. So Nourish essentially just does it for you. So we provide the most nutrient-dense, ready-made meals for you um, according to all the different menus of whatever you believe in, whether that's, um, you know, whole food, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, and we're going to continue to grow the menus. But um, from locally sourced um suppliers um organic we plan to be 100 percent organic by the end of the year and we've got just a fantastic team just who really believe in what we're trying to do um so that's that's an, ama- um, that's an amazing story amanda <laughs> like seriously like you just like your 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 whole history of the way you actually started uh from i guess it was about 12 years ago uh and how you actually been progressing and then you had such a massive history and I, I would love to come back to Norris for a second but can i just bring you back to um the years between 2004 and 2009 you were 24 to 29 years old um because this is really significant because everything that you just mentioned about Nourish and Ben Like Bamboo, the way you got here um, started with a journey. And that there was a five-year period where you were just getting intimate attacks. And then you had a massive debilitating uh, attack in 2009 when at uh, 29, given a 50-50 chance to walk again. Um, what was going through your mind at that moment in time to was there a subtle thing or was like, I have to do something about this? Because you started walking in within six weeks, right? Or running again in six weeks time. What was the switch there? What did you have to do? Like what was going on? Yeah, I actually remember the moment. And there was a moment, I believe, that I just woke up in, in rehabilitation faced with, I was so drugged up from all the drugs and I literally was coming to every now and then and I just felt numb from all the steroids. And I remember sitting in rehab and they were giving me these exercises to open and close my hands, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And I I was crying and something, I've I've always been quite a positive and driven girl. And so I just channeled that and which is all I know. And I just went, no, I choose no. I I choose that. I choose to, this is not, this can't be my life. I'm only 29. I've got so much to do. I've got so many plans. Is this really it? Is this really it? And um, what I know now looking back is when I was diagnosed, I channeled all of my energy on what I didn't want. I was scared that could happen. So I went out later and worked harder and just disconnected more and more from my body. But once um, I decided in that moment I I had to recover, I then started to – actually, it was that there was another moment. I channeled my energy differently towards what I wanted. But what provoked that was – we used to have girls' night every Tuesday night. I've got a wonderful group of girlfriends. So I couldn't be there because I was in rehab uh, for two months. So they came to me. And there was 
one particular night that they wheeled me down in my wheelchair down to the pub. I couldn't drink; it was a brain injury. But we we had beautiful we had a beautiful dinner and um and laughed and laughed and laughed and just forgot about the twenty four seven hell that was going on. Um, and something very special happened that night. I um. I felt this jolting my brain. And what you hope for when you have a lesion that's blocking the electrical impulses flying through, you hope that it will reconnect because the body is so intelligent. Um, we just don't often give it the right environment it needs to, to do its thing. And I thought I was just feeling really happy, but this jolt was actually some sort of repair. And so after dinner, my sister, you know, wheeled me back up to my room and my toe moved for the first time. And from that moment on, I saw hope. And I was so, like, right. So, Amanda, there seems to be a lot of controversy about, you know, what causes MS, a lot of uncertainty about what causes MS. There's going to be lots of people with lots of different theories. Um, You know, we interviewed Terry Walls on that paleo show. It was a great interview. She was amazing. But with everything you've researched and everything you understand now, what's your thinking around what has actually caused, what causes MS and and particularly what caused it within you? Yeah, it's a really good question. I, I do think it's different for everybody, but there are core things. So, after everything I've learned and what I've been through in all my studies, it, and, and that's what my two businesses are a mirror image of. It came, comes down to giving your body the right environment it needs to, to repair if it needs to or reorganise. And, and there are many different ways that we put our body out of balance, which is why being a sports kinesiologist is great because we address the body in all those different compartments. Um, so the first is, you know, you need to nourish your body on a cellular level. So often we don't fuel our body with the nutrients that it needs just to make normal biochemical processes occur. Um, So this can lead to disease. Um, It's also about the mind. So kinesiology, yes, taught me how to walk again and really helped connect structurally my muscles back up to my, my brain. But it taught me the most valuable lesson that now I've dedicated my life sharing to others. And that is um, how you think and feel every day is a mirror image of not only how how you will interpret your environment around you and a mirror image of your reality that you see, but it is a mirror image of what will occur biochemically in your body. So there's internal stress that can occur that we can't actually see that is linked to how you think and feel every day. So kinesiology helped me address how to unravel that, you know, because you have ideas. We're creating ideas right now, but we're talking from 10% of our brain, the conscious part of our brain right now, Whereas 90% of the brain, um, the subconscious part of the brain, runs 90% of our um, processes and reactions. And we create our ideas from our deep beliefs. So if any of our beliefs are limiting or negative, um, they will dictate our choices that we make, whether we value ourselves in the world um, and how stressed out we are. So, for example, you know, consciously I want to be really successful, always have since I was little, I want to be successful. But if I don't believe that I am, that creates biochemical stress, survival mode, so to speak, where, you know, we'll burn glucose for fuel and um, in inflammation and um, stress and um, occurs in the body. And that leads to, um, you know, going into that protection mode. And the third is once you address that and you can, you know, understand that how you think and feel is so important So and you start to feel better about life. So when you feel better, and I believe, you know, number one is you need to eat better to actually start to feel better. When you feel better and you live a life of value um, and you value yourself, you can then live a life as a connected human being and that so many of us are disconnected. We don't even know what we're here for, what we're living our lives for. The third 
after all my research, particularly about rapid recovery, the people that recovered when they weren't supposed to are the people that really connected again with their purpose and themselves. It's a very healing um, thing to do, but it's also creating a magnificent life you want to spring out of bed for. And I truly believe that's our life lesson. That's what we're here to do. That's nice. That's very nice. I um I, every time you you mentioned uh, you know a first a second a third I thought you might have a fourth a fifth a sixth all those sorts of things but uh, I'm, I'm glad we got to that point about connectedness because when you look at the people who are doing really well Amanda in the world um, and and I, and I gauge doing well by longevity not necessarily um, what they're able to do only right now but how long they live and what they get out of their life people maintain engagement and purpose and I think that's also really really important so I'm really glad that you brought that up but in this crazy world where things are really you know intense and people are lost and disconnected where do you think people can actually go to become you know reconnected I suppose you know what are the sorts of things that uh, you found useful to get reconnected well, we need to feel better. So obviously, you know, do the right thing by your body and eat the right food. But then go and understand your mind. Go and figure out what makes you tick. So kinesiology for me um, unraveled that for me because I can understand consciously um, so how, how you think and feel every day and, and the ideas you create are all stem from that subconscious part of the brain. But because that's out of your awareness, when, when you have kinesiology, there's so much information in the muscles because your muscles are connected to your organs in Chinese medicine. And without diving into all of that, um, yeah, really understanding what makes you tick and what stresses you out and then letting go of beliefs that you might have created when you were seven because you're you were freaked out about something and you've held on to that for the rest of your life but you, we need to question ourselves more is this true you know how you're feeling or you're stressed out about something you know I challenge everybody to just always question that put your hand on your heart and say is this true is this relevant for what's actually going on in my life now or am I reacting to something that's old that's really key and 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 meditating because if you, you're rewiring your brain to put the brakes on at intervals during the day because most of us are always in survival mode whether we're trying to achieve or um, um, anything that goes on in our lives, whatever stresses you out can, you know, create that survival mode. Um, so anything to put safe mode on, so deep breaths, diaphragmic breathing tells your brain I'm, you know, I'm safe because you can't diaphragmic breathe when you're running from a predator. Um, and um, yoga, really exercising, addressing your gut health because that's also so um, pivotal and key with how you're feeling and whether you're going to process, you know, and metabolize your food. There's um, there's lots of ways that you can actually reconnect, but really just getting to the basics of meditating and, you know, perhaps getting some kinesiology, just a few sessions really, just to work out what makes you tick. Nice. Hmm. Um, Amanda, a couple of things. One of the things that uh, we all love to know is, you know, obviously with the story that you had and the past that you had, what is what are what does your morning morning routine look like now? Like, or maybe some rituals that you have on a daily basis that you know you must do or have to do or feel like you need to do to kind of make sure you're at the top of your game. And a part two of that question is, you know, what are the challenges? Because we're not perfect, but what are you know what are the challenges that you're going through that um, that you're trying to work on or just get better at? Yeah, absolutely. So what you focus on will give it energy. So I really try and. Um, there's so much to do every day for all of us, but we really just need to to really focus on what we need to do in 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 that day. So I start 
I have alarms in my phone that say intention first thing in the morning and I'll I'll write my intention for the day. Um, I I have three doggies um, with my partner Scott, so we'll we'll after breakfast we'll we'll go for a walk and um, you know get a bit of exercise. Um, and when you say sorry, don't interrupt. But, uh, when you say yeah. intention, which means that the alarm comes on and you write your intentions for the day, like what you yeah. want to tend to do that day. Is that what do you mean? Well, it's just the intention of how what I want to even emotionally or spiritually achieve in that right. day. Okay. So, cool. so it's, it's just training the brain to focus on one or two or three things in a day, rather than oh, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, and you just it's scattered energy and it doesn't yeah. um, move forward. And when you've got two businesses, you've you've got to learn how to yeah. focus your energy. But it's also the lesson I learned in how to walk again. Beautiful. Do you, do you know what I mean? So I, yeah, and no, I absolutely. Those things together recently. I was like, wow, if I just apply how I walked, because I had no choice, otherwise I was going to be immobile. Um, and so I had no choice but to lose those old patterns I had of being quite scattered energy and being quite worried all of the time and just thinking of so many different things over and over rather than really just focusing on what I want. And then all the energy goes in that direction. So creating an intention for the morning, whatever that is, could be your work task. It could be emotionally, I just want to feel, I really want to embrace joy today. Um, Or, you know, or even spiritually, you want to achieve something. So just an intention, whatever it is, mix it up. It's kind of good and you're rewiring the brain. Um, so exercise in the morning really early um, is great. I don't wake up with an alarm. I often um, try and recommend that you might want to go to sleep with an alarm if you find it hard getting to bed. So just an alarm to remind you to get to bed. I actually I heard that from someone and I thought it was brilliant. I don't know who it was now, but, yeah, I often um, share that with people. And then at the end of the day, I, I journal. And so I'll, I'll write a page about um, what's great, what, what great things happened today, um, what's fantastic. And that even thinking of positive things um, fires positive neurology as if it's already happening to you right now. And so then I'll write a page um, about difficult emotions, what's difficult about today, and just get it out of the body and onto paper. Because there's also science that shows if you can close the loop in your brain, it will stop overthinking if you've got it down on a trusted source. Um, and then um, three things I'm grateful for. What's um, something I learned today and what's a small step I can make tomorrow? And then I'll close the book and I have the best sleep. Beautiful. I love that, Amanda. So what about when it comes to food, in, particularly in terms of brain health, I guess? We're talking a lot about brain and neurology. You know, what are three things you'd really encourage people to add into their diet? And what are three things you'd encourage people to take out of their diet to look after their brains? So it's going to be different for everybody. Absolutely um, figure out what food allergies apply to you, if any at all. And I, I think everybody needs to um, potentially see um, a nutritionist for that or a naturopath as well to get an understanding of how that applies to you. But really it's all about what to, um, what to increase rather than just what to decrease. So really up your veggies, green leafy vegetables, colourful fruits and vegetables are so important. Berries are also key. Um, Ethically sourced protein and good fat, absolutely. Um, I I guess if you do eliminate, um, you know, gluten, dairy, wheat, sugar, you've got to replace it with something, but really focusing on making sure that's really quality food. Understand where your food is coming from. If, um, you know, it's particularly... 
you know, the farms, are, are pesticides used, are you using organic, you know, are, are we as a community, you know, helping, you know, grow this market and our, our other mission at Nourish is to make it more affordable. I mean, if we're all eating, you know, organic food and making that the norm, it's just going to make an enormous difference. Yeah, great point, great point. Amanda, um, you've done a lot of work with uh, with getting the Nourish product uh, into the marketplace and, and we love it at home, you know, we've really enjoyed it. Um, and, and Amber loves it, takes it to work with her, and Jackson loves it, takes it to school with him. It's, uh, it's tough often to get the meals right, um, you know, so that people actually do enjoy it. Um, and I think that a lot of people are kind of looking for a magic bullet. Like they're looking to attach themselves to a particular, I don't know, a food-eating program or a, a way in which they can live their life. Um, that's not necessarily the case at Nourish, is it? You're kind of providing meals that kind of cover, uh, I suppose, a number of different um, uh, approaches to healthy eating is that right yeah so at nourish we we don't want to tell you what to eat we just provide the most nutrient dense menus um that we can possibly um provide for you whether you 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 love to eliminate um to you love eliminating um gluten dairy wheat and so you're more of a paleo eater um the paleo diet paleo friendly if you like um our whole food menu has you know has a bit of grains has a bit of dairy but um we don't use any gluten or preservatives so the whole umbrella is you know it's always gluten-free and preservative free the whole food menu will be um a bit of everything but still from local and organic farms and then you have the paleo free men, um, menu which you know, eliminates a lot of um, food allergies for people um, and then the vegan menu and the vegetarian menu i know there's a lot of people that are fructose intolerant um pescatarian but you know we're just we're slowly providing um because everybody's so different the way that your body is made up is not the way that my body is made up and the way that i have um, became ill it would be very different to how someone else with MS became ill. There's lots of different pathways in the body and it really has to be applied individually. So that's why I don't believe in telling people how to eat because what works for me may not necessarily work for them. Amanda, it's um, thanks for uh, an amazing interview. That Your story is fascinating and I think it's um, it's really encouraging for a lot of people out there too as well. Um, not just people with MS, but I think anybody who's you know just... Uh, who who may be suffering from something and that, uh, you know, from a mindset perspective, and then just also taking on the challenge that um, it's about researching and it's about doing doing the work necessary and not waiting for things to come to them. Uh, so I really, you know, I really want to thank you for your story and also just seeing what you have been able to create in the last 10 years is amazing. And, uh, you know, f focusing on your passion and what you love and how you want to make an impact in the world. So uh, congratulations to you. Thank you. That's very kind. Thank you so much. I believe we, you know, we all have the ability to transform no matter what has happened to us and, you know, no matter what, where we've, can, where we've come from, you know, we have the ability to completely change our lives in every second of every day. So, you know, the key is, you know, get yourself feeling well um, and then you'll be more motivated and have the willpower to do so. Well, guys, make sure you. Uh, I'm gonna definitely attach the uh, the links to the two websites that she has. It's Ben like Bamboo and also Nourish. Uh, Nourish that's spelled with two S's. Um, we're gonna put that those links in the uh, show notes so that you can actually go check them out. Uh, the meals, uh, the, the meals actually look fantastic. I'm actually kind of hungry right now as we approach lunch. So Amanda, thank you again so much for uh, being on the podcast, guys. If you're on Facebook right now, go to Facebook.com/slash/TheWellnessGuys uh, or The Wellness Couch. Please like us there and comment below this particular episode. Share this podcast with your friends, families 
and other strangers you think need a wellness update and subscribe to us on iTunes. And while you're there, leave Damien a five-star rating and leave a comment there too as well. Until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives. Lead by example. Let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on The Wellness Guy Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.